So much robot fucking going on these days. Fuck the cop. Like, come play for App State and I'll fuck your mom. Is the Baller Lifestyle podcast from the Baller Lifestyle.com. Uh, very stoked to have you in the mix listening to the show. We love you guys very much. Episode 147. A lot of good feedback today from the listeners. If you want to join in, you can do that. Mailbag at the ballerlifestyle.com is the email address. Voicemail 949-464-TBLS. I posted on our Facebook page an amazing cricket play. If you haven't seen it, go to the Baller Lifestyle podcast on Facebook. Watch this guy make a one-handed grab. Way better, barehander, way better than Kevin Mitchell. Go check that out. And then like our page, the Baller Lifestyle podcast on Facebook. iTunes. Had my issues with iTunes. But it is the number one place for podcasts on the internet. So I would ask that even if that's not the place you consume our podcast, you just go there and review the show, rate the show, and just let let the iTunes people know that you're a listener to the show. That is a tremendous help for us. And of course, the number one way that you can show that you're a true fan of ours is patreon.com slash the baller lifestyle. You go there, you can donate. You can offer tribute in the form of cash money. Throw us a few bucks there if you like what you hear here. And I know I say a lot of stuff that I never do, but we are going to definitely be doing some Patreon subscriber only content coming soon. So if you're not throwing us a couple bucks, if you're not giving at the contributor level, at the patronizer level, you're not going to hear that special content. I'm just saying. So you might want to think about that. If, you're, if you've been on the fence, get off the fucking fence. Don't be so lazy and give us a few dollars at patreon.com. Joining me now as always, Ed Daly. Ed, how are you? Good. I just read uh, some new reviews we got. Oh, yeah. oh, good. From Doe in Houston. We didn't do that yeah. one, right? No. Do you like to listen to two dudes who claim to be hetero talk about dicks? Well, then this yes. is the podcast for you. Yeah, that's it. That's, yeah. a, that's a good well, summation. There's, there's more, but, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it's, you know. Did he, he give us five stars? Five stars. Okay, good for him. Kate is called Our Beard for the show. Oh, that's good. That's funny. <laughs> I like that. And then we also got a five star from Freezing Cold. It's a very good potty. Listen, try not to laugh. There you go. That's it. There you go. There, hey, that's all you got to do. Thanks, Excellent. Guys. Thank you very much, guys. I got a. I got a sad rip. Oh no. R.I.P. Margaret Witten, the owner oh. from Major League, and and yes. the Randy Ant from Mrs. Prescott from Secret of My Success. Yes, former um, former showgirl in turned baseball team owner That's in right. major league. Yeah. Sad. She oh. was only 67. 
I know. R.I.P. How fucking old is this guy? Major League was in the 80s. Yeah, so that was shoot, that was 25 years ago, probably 20, 27 uh, years no, ago. Something. Uh, yeah, yes. Yeah. So she was in her she mid was, to late 30s. She was, she was like 40, late 30s. 40s. Yeah. R.I.P. Before her time. Yeah. And I also, I didn't get too much into the details, but let's uh, give a big thumbs up to the uh, the high school students that create recreated the uh, Pharma Bro, the Martin Shkreli pill for like cheap. It was a bunch of high school kids. Oh, really? Yeah. A bunch of high school kids like recreated the pill and they're like, nah, it's only three bucks. Wait, they like, they like, they made a drug at high school. Yeah. Well, they're per- for the, the teacher and like 11 uh-huh. kids, but like, Thank God for nerds. They like, or they like, synth- they like synthesized what was in it. Yeah. They, they analyzed it. And then they're like, hey, India, can you send us a bucket of this and a pint of this? And then they mix it all together and then they had the drug. Yeah. But like, what, what kind of high school is this? That's amazing. This is like um, head of the class, Howard Hessman. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Australian high Fever. school students. Australian. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. Australian high school students show up. Martin Shkreli recreate price hiked pill for two bucks. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. Um, I mean, if I. I mean, I assumed when you were telling the story, I assumed this happened in American high school. But then, given given a choice, given a multiple choice of countries, I I, I we would have to go through a lot of choices yeah, I before have I guessed. would select Australia. Yeah, like beer drinking competition, something like that. Yes. Like yes. Surfing, maybe. Right, kangaroo punching. 11 kids between the ages of 16 and 17 recreated the drug Daraprim. Amazing. Amazing. I mean, I was trying to recreate drugs in high school too, but not like in the same way as these guys in Australia. There you go. I, was, I had my own thing going. Uh, anything else? No, not really. Are, are you, did you watch Westworld? You know what? I, I hate to be the no spoilers guy, but like I didn't start on time and I told myself yeah. like, all right, after the holidays, like maybe January, I'm going to plow through it. So I haven't watched any of it. Yeah. I mean, I heard good things. C minus. I'm not right. a sci-fi guy, so I'm a little Me nervous either. about that. I'm, I'm anti sci-fi. This is just. So much robot fucking going on these days. On I watched Ex Machina. I know that's like I actually liked that last movie. year. Yeah, it was all right. I mean, it was. I think that guy. What's his? All chicks like him. Oh, Oscar, Oscar Isaac, Isaacson. He's pretty badass. Yeah, he's a good actor. And what's her name? Super hot. Yeah, uh, Alicia Vikander. Yeah, but it was just one of those things. I just not. It was good. I'm not like, a big sci-fi well, guy, but for some yeah. reason, I kind of like the uh, the creepiness of it. Uh, just so much, so much robot fucking yeah, there going on. And, and I gotta be honest, I don't, this, there will come a day. I realize this. There will come a day where there's some very realistic robots to fuck. I get it, but you're just, there's yeah. going to be, a, people are going to come to that point and be like, all right, going to fuck a robot. Yeah. Like I, I I'm not going to be that guy. I'm going to be. Isn't part I'm, of it the human connection? Yes. Yes. I'm gonna be the the um the dad with that still has the flip phone, except my flip phone is gonna be not fucking robots. Right. I just, everybody's gonna be like, Dad, you're so weird. Like you don't fuck robots. And I'm like, gonna I'm, be like, I'm Yeah, no, I hand. don't fuck robots. If it's, if it's not yeah. a human, it's just my own hand. I'm not I'm not into fucking robots. I don't, you know, like the whole the whole idea of fucking is connecting with another human being. It's yeah. a it's a 
You know, I'm not to romanticize it. And I'm not one of these technophobes, like, or wor- worries that the plane is going to uh, break midair. But you got to wonder if there's like some sort of short, there's some sort of, you know, mechanical failure when your dong is inside a robot. You don't want things no. like breaking down. No, man. no. Good. That's a really good <laughs> Show point. up at the ER with a giant, uh, giant like porn star robot attached to your dong. Yes. No. Because you know Not those stories are coming. Yes, for sure. That's going to happen. Like somebody, somebody is going to get their dick bitten off by a robot. Right. And they're going to regret it. And you know who it's not going to be? Me. Because I'm, right. I'm, not, I'm not fucking any robots. Exactly. Uh, qu- quick recommendation before we get into the show. Um, iconic comic actor, comedian, Dana Carvey was this week's, one of this week's guests on WTF with Mark Marin. I f- yeah. found it to be an, an excellent interview and uh, just good insight from a guy you don't hear you don't see around too much you don't hear him interviewed too often um but i think he has a new special coming out that he's promoting anyway dana carvey he was got very paid good right WTF. wayne's world <clears throat> he talks about that oh okay he did get paid but then he did some stuff just for the money that wasn't good and he yeah he um, faded after that yeah, he did some bad movies just for the money, and then he had a lot of projects that didn't get made that he thought were going to be good, and and then he he had bad parents. Oh no! Him, I thought he was old him. enough. Right. So his parents were just coming at left and right. More money. I need more money. And uh, he so he had to do the um, corporate gig circuit, where he would just fly out. Yeah. You know, every couple of weeks and do comedy for the Dow Chemical Corporation which, for 150 grand. Right, which pays well, but is probably a really, pretty bummer yeah. if you've, if you've right. made it. Right, if you're up and coming, you'll take yes. whoever will laugh at your jokes. But like, Dana Carvey shouldn't want to do that. Paid paid very well, but seemed very soul crushing. Just just really, yeah, you should listen to it. WTF it with it Mark Marin. Dana Carvey was excellent. Uh, okay, let's get into the voicemail or the email pr- portion of the program. Easy for me to say. First email. Greetings, ballers. I'd like to propose a new segment for the show. I love these. Called First and Worst. Describe your first time and worst time about any subject. This week's subjects. Number one, drugs. Number two, Girlfriend, number three, sex. Keep up the good work. That's from Johnny Bravo. Hashtag team all the hashtags. Uh, okay, Ed. So I'm, I'm not 100% sure I understand this game. So the first to- and worst time of each of these things. Yes. First so drugs. First yeah. drugs. Yeah, I, I was not a drug guy. And, right. and I, I first did drugs freshman year of college. There you go. That's, um, that's everybody's story. But like just hung out. I hung out with plenty of guys that smoke weed all the time. Sure. And so, you know, one time at three in the morning or something, I just smoked with them. But it was not there was not much to it. But uh, worst, I think I've told the story on the show when I was in Amsterdam and we were at, like at the Grasshopper and a couple of oh, yeah. other Amer- like grown American guys. Like we let's say we were 20 and there were like, I don't know, 35-year-old guys who 
who are American who heard our accents. We're like, hey, we're going with you. And we're like, we're heading to the Anne Frank house. And these guys came with us and we're all high. Oh, such a bummer. And yes. we're in the Anne Frank house. And the fucking one of the dudes opens up the yes. window that probably had been open since Meep Geese moved in. And it was like, you could hear like the paint chipping off. Like it was, it had been painted shut. And the guy opens it up and like, you want to talk about like a nice, you're just, you know, nice and stoned. And then all of a sudden just like, like the record stops and you're just completely sober and freaking out. And the guy opens the window and leans out and he goes, townspeople, you got to believe in Frank. And we're like, what the fuck? Who who came with this guy? And we're like running out. So I ran yes. out of Anne Frank's house in shame. So that was a bad drug experience yes that's that's a terrible drug experience uh, i don't know like i don't yeah i started smoking pot probably pretty early and like i was one of those i was like one of those guys you went to college with that's just smoked pot every day all the time probably till i was like 22 years old and then now i do like maybe twice a year three times a year yeah um, maybe once a year kind of guy yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, I do have some worse drug stories, but they're all too sad. Like, I don't. <laughs> it really would. It's, they're not that interesting. Sadder about, than the uh, Anne Frank house. Yeah, no, no see, that's funny. Uh, my buddy did tell me. My buddy had a, a. This didn't happen to me, but this happened to a friend of mine. He was he was very high. If you've ever been in, if you've ever been to Amsterdam, you've been too high. Yeah, right. And. I I was once there in Amsterdam and I was just, I was so thirsty but I was in, it was impossible for me to comprehend how to um transact a water from someone I just couldn't I just I saw where it was where water was available to buy but it was just such like a mental mind fuck that I just could not process how I was going to afford to to make a water appear in my hand so i just ended up like going back to the hotel and getting in bed uh but but my buddy told me he went there i think he was on his honeymoon or something first wife (laughs) and he was they went they got really high and then they went on the heineken beer tour and it's which is a rite of passage in amsterdam and they're on the heineken beer tour and it's a big group of people and they're just like in a hallway, sort of like waiting. And his wife just sat down on the ground. <laughs> she was so high. And he's like, honey, you can't do that. And then as soon as he's about to say that, the entire tour just sat down on the ground with her. <laughs> uh, so I wish I would have been there for that. But yeah, I have some, I'm not real. I don't know. I don't have any good drugs. I just thought of an, another bad story that we talked yeah. about last year. I was in the place in Amsterdam and looking across the alley was the dude edging. Uh, remember, remember, I, yes. I think I sent you while yes. it was while it was happening. I That's sent how we you learned what edging was. Right, I didn't even yes. know what was going on. I was like, this guy's been jerking off for like three hours, and you I was were... just smoking weed on the balcony. Yes. And the, there's there's a guy just masturbating furiously, like across the alley from me. You were out. You were out on the balcony, and you were trying to light a joint, and you just happened to see a dude just working his hog for like half an hour. <laughs> it just kept going. I was like, "What? What is this?" Yeah, and then uh, okay. and then a listener yep. came in and said, "Yeah, that's edging. Right. That's a technique. That's edge. Yes, <laughs> yes. We learn so much here. We're we're not very worldly, and we find out. Uh, what about um girlfriend? First and worst, Ed. Uh, first. If I had to say actual first, it was like first grade. 
There was a second. Oh yeah, second way back. Second grader declared to everybody, "Oh, he's my boyfriend," and so like it, you know, for like a few days, everybody's like, "Ooh," you know, it was the older girl, and and I, you know, you're not into girls then, but whatever. No, That's what happened. No. And then I don't know. She turned on me, pushed me, and broke my lunchbox. Oh, just turned on me. Star Wars lunchbox. It was eighteen. A- it was a uh, uh, Indiana Jones, and then because oh. it broke, I thought like my mom would replace it. It was like, no, you can use last year some crummy Charlie Brown one. So oh. for the rest of the year, I just had to use a crummy Charlie Brown one. So that was oh. that was my first girlfriend. Brutal. Uh, and worst, worst might have been Michelle's roommate in college. She was just <laughs> I didn't like her. I didn't I didn't enjoy her company at all. Um, but you know, when you're nineteen, twenty years old, and yeah. You're getting A plus blowjobs regularly. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you make yes. you make a few concessions. You uh, you'll take what you can get. Uh, my 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 first girlfriend, I would have to say, also was my worst girlfriend. And this is like, you know, eighth grade or something, ninth grade. We, um, you know, we we deflowered each other. Oh wow, eighth grade. Yeah, it was an early wow early starter. Yeah. Um, and we, and the, then I never really thought much about her, Ed, until, um, <laughs> is this the one? I, it, it, yeah. It didn't really have <laughs> much of, it didn't really have much effect on me. Um, you know, I mean, I knew who she was, but I had not really ever considered her again until she accosted me at age 25 in a bagel shop <laughs> one day and she made a, she made a giant scene and screamed that I was an asshole. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And then she left a very, very rude message <laughs> on my parents answering machine. That's tremendous <laughs> about me. And I, we have, I have a recording of that. Yeah. You've, you've we, teased <laughs> us with it and, and don't now, you know, who's going to leave a message now. Kyle and Scotty. Kyle and Scotty. He's going to be yes. angry about this. We uh, we might could play it, but it needs it's kind of hard because I recorded it because it was on an answering machine, right? Because this is pre digital stuff. I recorded it on like my um on like my the the one of those little recorders that you used to record college lectures. Remember yes. doing that? Yes. I think I'm going to record today's lecture because I'm going to listen to it later. Right. Never <laughs> never went back to it. Yes. So I rec- I recorded it on one of those, and then eventually I found it and I played it into my computer. Mike, it's just not, it doesn't sound very good. So I don't know. And plus there's, she really, she goes through and it's like a diss track where she just goes through and eviscerates me and my family, family. And my friends. Yeah. She goes, she goes, yes, I know. Wow. It's crazy. You well, must now, have been a tremendous play. eighth grade lover. I don't, I mean, <laughs> yes. I don't know. I don't remember. I, I had not seen her in 10 years. I had not thought about Jeez. her in and a half years. I would have thought eighth grades would be te- eighth graders would be terrible lovers. I mean, I don't know. I probably was so like you know. She was, wanted the B train. It was a rapid fire back then. Uh, okay, and then sex ed, first and worst. I mean, I think for many people, the first and worst are the one and the same experience. Yes, but, uh, totally. But yeah, it was after some sort of like high school dinner dance kind of thing. Oh uh, yeah, I was in, <laughs> in this girl's basement. And this was like around call back to Dana Carvey. This was around when Wayne's World made yes. Bohemian Rhapsody popular again. Oh yeah. And I remember, I remember 
having the full sexual experience before they even got to the rock part. It was just Freddie Mercury's yes. falsetto, and I was finished. Yeah. So that'll happen. Yeah. So uh, I I uh, I had my first uh, sexual experience to the falsetto tones believe- of Freddie Mercury. I believe my first, I was, I did it up like real romantic. I think my parents were out of town and there was no, cause I was a juvenile delinquent. There was no way they were going to leave me alone. So they were like, you need to go stay at your grandma's. And I'm like, all right. So, but my grandma lived around the corner. So then I d- pulled the move on my grandma's a little more gullible than the parents. Right. So I was like, Hey grandma, I'm going to go spend the night at one of my buddy's house actually. And she's like, okay, yeah, go for it. And then I just went back to my own house Brought the chick over and I did like lit the fireplace. <laughs> my, I think I might eighth have had, grade lover. Yes, I think I might have. <laughs> I'd read, I had read some penthouse forum and and I just had you know. So I like maybe did some candles and made like a little like chill spot with pillows, like mixtape. Yeah, yeah. I had put something on my stepdad's record player, maybe some Steely Dan or something. <laughs> and, and like had laid out pillows and like a quilt on the floor, like in front of the fireplace, like really setting it up to be the first time. <laughs> and then the worst time would probably be every time since. <laughs> How about the worst time imagining you laying out the flower petals and stuff? That's that's yes. pretty much the worst. <laughs> awful, awful. The worst uh, also okay. might be the time where I fell asleep during a blowjob, and the blowjobs didn't really come too frequently after that happened. Yes, yes. I was very in, relaxed, and I had had a few to drink. And I was going to say, in your defense, you were very, very drunk. Yeah, exactly. Yes, that happens. Yeah. So <laughs> worst is really depends on whose perspective. It was pretty yes. good, right? I mean, yeah, fully relaxed. Yeah, I, uh, hey, nobody's, no complaints on my end, Ed. Uh, okay, excellent game. Thank you for that, Johnny Bravo. Uh, here's another one, Ed. Ballers, I haven't even finished listening to this week's episode, but I had to take time out to get this off my chest. And I like when people stop in the middle. Yeah, and like email during. We've pissed someone off. Yes, like that's really, that's good. If you have an idea, just pause it. Yeah, you can pause, pause that shit. That, and then that's why it comes email. with a pause button. Right, mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. What kind of psychopath uses the dick hole in their underwear? By the time you fish your dong through that maze, you'll piss yourself. Why don't you pull the waistband down under your nuts like a normal dude? And boxers with a button fly, forget about it. It's a lot easier than fiddling with that decorative button. And Ed, it's time to step into 2010 and get some boxer briefs. They'll help with that ride up and there are more options for baggy style or tighter to hold your average size wiener in place. That's from postman Pat in Omaha. Well, we've, we've, I've made it clear. I'm not, I don't wear underwear, but I sometimes like if I'm going to a suit or if I'm going to like a wedding and I'm wearing a suit and I feel like it's going to be really hot I will, I will throw on like some tidy whities some just regular underwear. You wear just white grippers? They're not, well, they're the ones that are kind of, they're, they're like in between boxer briefs and briefs. Wow. So they're like not, they're don't, not really butt huggers, but they don't go down the leg either. I don't know what those are called, mm. but those know. are the ones I have. But by, by where, I mean like once a year I'll wear them, but I don't have a problem. I go, I just do the zipper and I know what he's talking about. I'll just reach right in there with my hand, 
feel my way through the the pouch and plop my dick out that way. Isn't that what everybody does? It has never struck me as being a uh, that much of an inconvenience. Well, I, as I, I will maintain, I I know all about boxer briefs. Like they they sure. became a thing like twenty years ago. Yeah, I gave it a shot. Right. I just don't. Yeah. I don't like. I don't like that that closeness. I don't like tight t shirts. I don't like yeah. tight clothing. Not for you. I, I, I don't even. It. I don't even like being hugged. Uh, so I don't want my dong, dong held in place. I, I want. I want just you know the closest thing to not wearing underwear. So really, I just. I told you, I have a loose pair of boxers, and there's yeah. no button fly on it. I don't know what that's all about. Yeah. So it's very easy for them. I understand what he's talking about, like tidy sure. whities There is a, like a whole maze to get through, but. Yes. But no, no. Yep. I'm, I'm not pulling I, my pants I, down like a five-year-old. I, I would argue, and we discussed this with my new pair of 501s, the button fly. I would argue that unbuckling the belt, undoing the button, even if you got a zipper, unzipping, pulling down the undies, that's just as much work, if not more, than reaching through the pouch to yeah. find your dong. That's right. Yeah, so not, not You've sure been given a gift. Given yeah. a gift. Don't, don't waste it. That's right. That's right. Just go right through the zipper. Okay. Here's another one. Oh, Ed. Yep. Hold on. We have a I got to I got to find my app. Mm. <laughs> was not was not prepared. Bad host. Okay. Here we go. Hold on. I got to wait for the app to open up. What app? Okay. Yeah. I have an app that's like a um like a hotkey. Like you program in the sounds you want to play, and oh, then I plug my then I plug my phone into the mixing board so I can play stuff like this. That's right. It's another edition of Daily's Choice. Caught myself just before the show, Ed. Yeah. Caught myself singing along, like humming in my head. <laughs> The Daily's Choice theme song. It's it's a curse. I know. I've is. done it too. And it's like, I don't want somebody to be like, hey, what are you, what are you having? What is that? <laughs> it's like, right. oh, yeah. It's a theme song for a game where I guess penis, talk about penis. It's, it's like, that's right. There's, there's nothing that would look good if anyone knew what I was singing. Right. This is, and so if you're not familiar with the game, that is the game. Ed Daly is confronted with a situation. He walks into a restroom. There's a urinal in the middle. There is a celebrity at the urinal to either side of him. He only has a split second to decide which dong he's going to check out. It's Daly's choice. Ed, this one is, this is from our friend Kevin near DC. This is Daly's choice savant edition. <laughs> at, this is right up your alley. At the left urinal, we have Ken Jennings, the 74-time Jeopardy champion <laughs> and master of buzzers and useless trivia. Big big Twitter personality, that Ken Jennings. And at the right urinal, this is more of a visual, we, we have Michael Larson, the unemployed <laughs> ice cream truck driver who exploited Press Your Luck's big board patterns to the tune of $110,000 in 1984. Yes, I know he's dead now, but let's... <laughs> pretend he's not for the sake of this one um this guy is a sort of a pudgy he looks like a, he looks like the grinch he, yeah he, yes <laughs> he kind of looks like the grinch if you weren't green if he was just a white guy yeah he looks like if bob hoskins were playing a homeless vagrant in <laughs> um like 1870s england <laughs> yeah something like that he yeah. looks crazy he but he figured out he had he 
taped back in the eighties, he taped press your luck every day and he watched it and he realized that every time it hit in one square in like the bottom right corner that the immediate next square where there was a pattern, the immediate next square it would go to was like big bucks or whatever on that show. And you got, you guys know, press your luck, no whammies, right? Yeah. It was like, like they would taunt you, right? The, the whammies would taunt you if you, if you got it wrong. If you got three whammies, you were out of the game was the deal. It was like so, a little cartoon character, like a little devil kind of guy. Little devil, yeah. So, uh, I mean, who are you picking? Ken Jennings or this guy Michael Larson? Who's a hero? Well, Michael Larson, you got to think he's got all kinds of weird. Like he might have a corkscrew dick. So I'm, I'm checking him out. He's just a weird yeah. looking dude. Yeah. As for dick. Ken Jennings, he's just yeah. a smart dude who knows lots of stuff, but very bookish. There's nothing going on there. And his Twitter personality. He's getting graded on a crazy curve because he's just not a, like a funny guy, but people kind of treat him as such. Yeah, because he's, you know, he's known to be smart. I don't know. I I definitely would not check out. I, Ken Jennings loses out in just about every edition of Daily's Choice. I would feel very weird grabbing a peek at Ken Jennings' dick. Right. I just very not, bookish, would not be interested. nerdy dick. I don't know. Yeah, Nothing. I just. But Michael Larson, who knows what you're going to find. Yes, yes. Could, could be a pitchfork coming out there. I, Who knows? I picture I picture it being very unkempt down there, just Any- not <laughs> untamed. Yeah. yeah, looks like you know kudzu down there. There's just all kinds of crazy shit. But anyone who hasn't seen this thing, just it just watch like a few minutes, and he celebrates like a lunatic every it's, time it's he gets a- it right. Like it's worth the YouTube clip just for you know a couple minutes. It's, it's a guy who figures out a weird, dumb game, and he's screaming and going crazy, and the audience is losing their mind. It's a really intense cocaine uh, early '80s game show. And the jig was up quickly. They realized that he was on to something that he had worked their game somehow. But still, it's it's amazing. And yes, it's on YouTube. Okay, thanks for that, Kevin near DC. Yeah, thanks, Kevin. Total earworm. Speaking of this, Ed, we just talked about this a couple minutes ago. Kyle and Scani, yes. I, think I, I, I think I shouted out to him last week because we had not had a decent voicemail. We needed somebody to pick us up in the voicemail. And he is, I think last we heard from him, he was begging me to play the Beckner's girlfriend He wasn't begging, voicemail. he was demanding and getting demanding angry about it. Yes. He likes to call in drunk. Let's see what old Kyle and Scani has to say today. Hey guys, what's up? Kyle and Scani here. Hey, what's going on? Uh, sorry, it's been a while. Um, first things first, fuck the Cubs. Anyway, Brian, say you've been doing a great job lately. Love the Jay Stu episode. Love having Travis Rogers on. You got to get him on more since he's unemployed anyway. Um, say I saw on an app one place they were rating actors, unknown actors that would have huge dongs. So a daily's choice for you, uh, William Defoe or Liam Neeson. That was a shocker to me on both of them. Oh. So whatever. <laughs> Take it easy, guys. Peace. Oh, excellent, excellent. Fuck the Cubs. Fuck the Cubs. I like how you picked up your game. 
No, yes. no mention of the rest of us, but you are doing I'm, great lately. I'm doing, a I'm doing a great job. No, no real mention of your participation, Ed. <laughs> kind of well, a slap in the I, face. I think, I think it's he's 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 letting us know by omitting my name what he thinks of my performance lately. <laughs> he did, he did <laughs> offer yet another daily's choice, and this. This is a fantastic Daily's Choice, because both of these dudes are r- rumored to have big hogs. Yeah. Um, but Neeson is supposed to be, you know, mountain He's Liam Neeson is supposedly just hung like the all outdoors. No, but hold on. Before you make your decision, if Willem Dafoe, if you could gather that kind of intel... You could bring it to your one buddy's mom who wants to have sex with William <laughs> Defoe. I was going to bring that up. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and he's listening. He knows. He knows yeah. his mom wants Willem Defoe. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I, and I was actually at this bar last night that uh, Liam Neeson met his wife who died. Uh, what, Natasha so we, Richardson? Was that her name? You were, at a, you were at a bar on a Monday night? With my dad. Every, what? Every, Every December we go out into Manhattan. Just the two of you. Yeah, go out and booze it up. What? Yeah. Oh my god, that's like, beautiful. Like holiday tradition. And, and you just you guys bullshit. And he alligator armed the shit out of the evening. I was picking up oh, a lot he, of tabs. What? Yeah. No, but, he's supposed to sponsor. He can uh, it's for there's, life. There's a lot of complicated things when it comes to money in my family. Uh, but uh, <laughs> um but anyway. He's not a, he, I assume he's not a listener. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't suppose so. Um, the, but this, this bar, he, I guess he was doing some Broadway show or, you know, whatever, some play Liam where, where yeah. he met her years ago. Right. And then when she, and so they like would go after the show and then like go to the bar and fall in love or whatever. And when she died, yes. the guy yeah. said, Neeson was there for a week straight, just went back there, like the place they fell in love and just tied one on. And, Shut up. And picked up everybody's tabs and said, you know, like no. everybody was just, you know, he was super nice to everybody, but just, he was just heartbroken and he just got bombed at this bar. It's uh, brutal. But yeah, I, I love Liam Neeson. He's awesome. That I love awesome. that. And also that it's great that a guy in like his 60s had like a renaissance as an action star. He exclusively does revenge movies now. <laughs> yeah. He did the Taken series, and now I think he's done a couple other ones where yeah, it's just basically like, Taken, but just a different right. studio. Taken on a plane, you know, like all yeah. that kind of shit. Yeah, good for Liam Neeson. He's yeah. got a great accent, and yes, rumored to have a massive, massive hog. I, <clears throat> I, I feel like I've heard Willem Dafoe whispered about in the past as well, but not like the other ones that you hear about James Woods and David Letterman and guys that are just known around town. I didn't know packing. Letterman was supposed to be packing. Oh, yeah, it's huge, massive. Wow, I didn't know just that. A, yeah, just a real baby's arm. And then apple. Milton Burrow was the all-timer. Yeah, number one. I think of Rodney course. Dangerfield, too. Yeah, yeah, I think I've heard that. He used to go with the bathrobe, the open bathrobe. Yeah, I, yeah he just let it hang out. Any uh, any guys, uh, any big-cocked actors you guys can think about, hit us up on the email, mailbag at thebarlifestyle.com. We'll, important we'll to know. List. Yeah, we'd like to know that stuff. Okay, Ed, let's get into the sports. What is going on in the world of sports? Let's do it. Uh, Ex-Chicago Bear, Johan Asiata, now works as a guard at a Juvie correctional facility. 
And uh, he was one of the four juvenile officers accused of organizing a teenage fight club. Kane County State Attorney Joseph McMahon said that 10 victims were injured in the January 16 brawls, which were ordered by the guards. The six foot four, 310 pound Asiata played a few games with the Bears in 2010 before finding a new line of work. Now, Brian, as we both know, there's no group of people more deserving of getting punched in the face than teenage boys. But that's true. It's still wrong. And the problem is, how are they going to punish a guy who chose to work inside a prison? That's true. Well, that's the thing. The, the, and I've said this before. The guards and the inmates are just, just a hair's breadth difference right. in Just what they're wearing. Just, just yeah, what they're wearing it's, is the just the the people guarding the inmates are just the only difference is that they never caught a charge for anything. If you're if you're a cop, you're out on the outside. If you're a yeah. prison guard, you are like stepping inside a joyless hellhole for your everyday existence. That's yeah. a that's a tough pill to swallow. Where guys are throwing feces on you. <laughs> that's that's a, that is a brutal gig. They're, ejaculating at you but also like maybe these juvenile delinquents need to let off a little steam (laughs) oh you're saying it's a good idea yeah i've seen i've seen bad boys and (laughs) i did love that movie yeah the the, sean penn gets put some cokes in a in a pillowcase and bombs on that one kind of ugly uh white dude and then at the end He's got he's got that brawl with Esai Morales. Shit goes down. Like these guys need to fight or else they kill each other. So maybe this Johan Asiata, maybe he was on to something, Ed. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, it, it must be nice for the Chicago Bears to have to own him when he played like three games for them six years ago. I know, I know. Forever and, a bear. Yes. Unfortunately, like this is choosing to be a prison guard and Becoming an NFL player, again, not that like far that much difference on the spectrum. You're right. you're you when you need, when you crave that kind of violence for gladiator your gladiator violence. Yes. I mean it's just it's bound to happen. Okay, what else is going on? Oh, I'm just thinking back. Also yeah. a reason to drink on Monday night, which was December fifth. That's yeah. Prohibition Repeal Day. Oh. December fifth, nineteen thirty three. Unbelievable, that's, yeah. That's a big day. Everybody should have at least a, a drink on that day. Totally. I agree with you. Um, okay. Uh, Next year. Next year, I'll throw, I'm gonna put it in my calendar, December yeah. 5th. I put it on an annual thing. I have to, I force myself, no matter what, I have to have at least one drink on December 5th. Oh, interesting. I'm, yeah. well, I'm going to make that my routine as well. Um, okay, let's go over to college football. And we all know Appalachian State was the uh, the school that upset Michigan. That's right. To start the year. Like, I believe I they've know. won a couple like FBS. What is what's it called when I you're in the F- second division? FCS is the is the like whatever one double A was. Yeah, I feel like they've won that a couple times. Yeah, well, so they're they're no joke, Appalachian. Yeah, State. they're they're a legit program, and uh, one of their ex coaches is in trouble with the NCAA for exceeding the limits on how many times you can reach out to a prospect's parents. Oh, interesting. Now, what do you think the excessive amount of text would be from like a coach to a player's mom or dad? Mm, well, I don't. I feel like there's a there's a period. It's the rules are very confusing. But I would say that 
you know, it's weird to text somebody you don't know that well, unless you're like having bullshitting or something. Um, so I would say like 15 would be the maximum number, 15, maybe 20. That seems reasonable. Well, yeah. The App State assistant coach texted the prospect's mother 416 times. Wow. That seems like a lot. This guy must have been a big recruit. <laughs> yeah, well, prospect's father didn't love all the texting. He, and so he wasn't he, he so he wasn't texting the dad. He was exclusively no, texting. No, it wasn't the mom, a group huh? text, just as yeah. exclusive. So he he provided the institution with copies of text messages between the football assistant coach and the prospect's mother. Oh, now, Brian, mm-hmm. I've got yes. a simple question for you. Do you think citing NCAA bylaws is going to save that father's marriage? I don't. I don't. Do we know? Do we know what was in the text? Were there we, any dick we, pics? We do not, but we can assume a lot. Yeah. You don't send 416 times unless there's a penis going inside somewhere. And you don't. You're not just like if if your if your affection is unrequited. You stop after a few. Maybe you maybe 410. Go, you know, you're you're yeah. quitting at 410. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you're sending that many, you're getting something back that you need. You're getting the kind of stimulation that causes you to reply. So I, I would say this is probably it for that marriage, yeah? Yeah, and I would say it's a bold move, bold strategy to for a recruit. Like, come play for App yeah. State, and I'll fuck your mom. <laughs> Good point. I'll break up your family. Come on. I'll be your position position coach and turn your dad into a sad human being. Well, you know how that you know how like Jim Harbaugh he'll to get a recruit. He's like sleepovers and shit. He'll, no, he'll like hire the parent. You know, this is like an old school move. Oh yeah. I remember like Danny NCAA. Manning's father was hired at Kansas yeah. miraculously. Yeah, they'll they'll make your high school coach like an assistant coach or right. something to get you to come. And but in but maybe Calhoun this guy did is a like, ton of hey, that at UConn. Yeah, come here and I'll give your mother sexual pleasure. <laughs> I'll become your stepfather. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Yeah. If you can return kicks for us, I will give your mom the greatest orgasm she's ever had. Exactly. That's a, that's a big win right there. Uh, okay, Ed. Big goings on in Texas. We have a lot of listeners. In Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas. Yeah. Apparently, in Texas, it is totally acceptable to fuck your high school teachers. And didn't we have a story last week in Texas? Yeah, there's two more. We have two more high school teachers having sex with their students. At a former Santa Fe Independent School District teacher is accused of having sex with two students over the last year and a half. Mm. I believe this is down in the Houston area where we're quite popular. Mm-hmm. Kelsey Lee Gutierrez, 25. You should not be allowed to be a female teacher. There should, you should be have to be like 47 before you could be hired as a female teacher. Because all of these cases are early 20s. They're, yeah, they're not that far apart in age. Is charged with three counts of improper relationship between an educator and student. Prosecutors said there were two... <clears throat> Victims, <laughs> but three different sexual acts were performed. Oh, interesting! Wow. Hmm. Gutierrez was an English teacher at Santa Fe High School, but was terminated on November 18th after an investigation that began with a tip to authorities. According to court documents, Ed, 
She met with an 18-year-old, legal age, by the way, Santa Fe High student around midnight, November 12th, in the parking lot of the student's residence. The two began began kissing in the front seat of her car, then climbed in the back seat to have sex. That's how you can tell you're in high school. Four days later, Gutierrez went to the student's residence and had sex in his bedroom. Okay, well, that's a reasonable place to do it. Yes. Apparently, she banged some other kid, too. Not only did Gutierrez have sex with two students over the last year and a half, Ed, she also messaged one of them to let him know what his grade was on his sexual performance. Wow. Ed, shouldn't we be celebrating this hero for going above and beyond her duties as a teacher to mentoring these young men on the proper way to sex a woman? It's it's pretty impressive, and I shudder to think what my grades for high school sex would be. Of course. Terrible. <laughs> Ed, I didn't have any lessons in that. Congrats on flunking sex, F minus. It's it's you know, high school and this is not an original idea, they don't they don't teach you a lot of practical life nothing skills. They so teach you history. They don't teach you like what a mortgage is or what, you know, how to interview for a job or like the important things that's, you know, that you have to learn on the streets. The same goes for fucking like they don't, they barely have any sex ed and it's very clinical and they don't, you know, they're not teaching you about the clit ed, the clitoris. They're not teaching you how to be, go slow, how to tease a little bit. How to be in the moment. And this chick, Kelsey Lee Gutierrez, seems like she took it upon herself to go above and beyond and teach these kids a little more, a little bit of life lessons, a little bit of the 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 way to, to live once you're out of school, right? Sure. She's right. Practical life skills. It's important. Absolutely. Okay, Ed. Here's another one. I'll okay. staying in the state of Texas. A Plano, Texas high school teacher, I believe Plano is in the greater Dallas area, has been arrested after a Snapchat flirtation with a 16-year-old boy led to beer pong, nude sex, nude selfies, alfresco sex, I believe that means outdoors, Ed. Wow. And the cancellation of her wedding. Wow, this guy must really have been slinging it. Elena Danielle Ferguson, again... 23, Ed, was working as an algebra teacher at Plano Senior High School when the illicit relationship began. Well, algebra, bullshit class. <laughs> it's a bullshit. Well, nothing's worse than geometry. Fucking shapes. Get the I fuck out of here with your rhombus. Ed, I never made it that high. I never <laughs> made it to geometry, okay? I'm not afraid to admit that. Ferguson allegedly contacted him after he left his Snapchat username on a test paper. Baller. Bossy move. What a move. Uh, Quickly, she was obviously smitten at that point because just after school started, the pair started having sex first on a bench. Park bench. bench. Yeah, a lot of outdoor sex going on in these high school. Bench sex sounds terrible. She's a teacher. She's getting a salary. She at least has a car. And I'm not in favor of car sex, but bench sex, that seems awful. She's 23. She probably still lives at home, Ed. (laughs) At at one point, she allegedly had sex with him. Oh, no, she had her own apartment. Oh, but Ed, 
She had sex with him in her apartment while her fiance was out of town. Oh. She quit she quit the school shortly after their tryst, but then she continued to have sex with the teen at least one more time in the back of the teen's pickup after a football game. It's not very comfortable sexing places. Right. I hope he had a camper shell and a carpet kit. <laughs> or at least, like when I used to have a truck and I had the misfortune to go camping sometimes, <sighs> I, would, I would sleep in my truck. I'd put one of those blow-up mattresses in the back. Oh, all right. Those, those can be pretty, pretty decent. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully he had one of those in there, or else it was not very comfortable. Um, <clears throat> what's, yeah, it's, it's, oh, this kid, this dumbass, this is how this happens a lot. He couldn't shut the fuck up about it. The teen kept talking about it after she left the school. And that's what gave the pair away. Quote, I heard the kid was just talking about it to his friends. And I guess a teacher or student overheard, said some other kid at the school. She, quote, she's kind of good looking. So she's attractive. He added That's Basically, <laughs> the kid saying, yeah, I mean, I would have fucked her, too. Flores has she been does released. look like if she's cleaned up right. I mean, the mugshot doesn't seem yeah. right, but she looks like she could be decent. I mean, you're 16. You're so <laughs> fucking horny. An adult woman right. wants to have sex with you. You, you're, you will make some concessions. Not right, but she actually looks decent for a regular. Yeah. No, she's not bad. Uh, Florida, uh, Flores has been released on a hundred grand bond and must wear an electronic monitoring device. Deactivate all of her social media accounts. That's a good idea, considering that he slayed her via Snapchat. Ed, should we be concerned that a 16-year-old's home room that's in homeroom has more game than we ever did? <laughs> yes, I mean that is so ballsy yeah, to just just, just put it out it down, there. like hit me up on my snap. Um, but the person I'm really concerned about is how the fiancé can look himself in the mirror yeah. ever again. Because yeah. it's like, she broke it off with a fiancé for a high school kid. Yeah. Like, the question, the inevitable question, like, what does he have that I don't have? Just, I mean, what could she say? I know. I know, it's crazy. He, he did capture all the Pokemon characters last week. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's, got a, he's got a Snapchat. His, his mom leaves cute notes in his lunchbox. He still has nocturnal emissions. Oh, I, don't, I don't think he does because he's ejaculating with her now. By the way, I was in fear of that when I like took my first, you know, when they first give you sex ed in like fifth grade yeah. and they're yeah. like, hey, it's coming. And <laughs> literally. And I never I never had one. I never had like a dream where I just completely just destroyed my bed. So I'm. I'm not 100% sure on this, but the way I think a nocturnal emission works is that you're so backed up that it just has to come out. So if you're... So if, if you're, you're not masturbating like, yeah, if, as if much as possible when you're a kid? Right. Like if you're on your Mormon mission. Right. You know, and you've, you've just never jerked it even one time. That was never a problem for me. Yeah. So you like, I've never had a nocturnal emission unless, you know, right. I produced it on purpose. <laughs> exactly. I had Lisa Turtle in those er- in those years. Yeah, there you go. Uh, okay, one more, Ed. Mm-hmm. 
A Colorado landlord is facing criminal charges after he was caught on video using a tenant's bedroom to have sex. Oh. Logan Pierce got the shot. Logan Pierce sounds like a twink porn star. <laughs> it does. It's not. Is there, are they using pseudonyms here? Logan Pierce? That I it also know. sounds like, you know, he might as well name himself Whitey McWhiterson. Yes. Is there a oh, whiter yeah. name than Logan yes. Pierce? Yes. <laughs> Mr. White, for sure. Logan Pierce got the shock of his life at work the other day when he got an alert on his cell phone from one of the security cameras in his apartment at Skyway Condominiums. By the way, everybody's got a camera for everything. That, like you're, that seemed you're a bit camera. much. Did you see that guy? I think this was in Manhattan a couple weeks ago where there was they were offloading a truck in the gold district, in the jewelry district. Okay. And there was a bucket of gold on the back of this truck. And some, oh, no. Some bucket little, of gold. Some little Asian guy walked up and just picked it up off the back oh, of the truck I, and then just started walking down the street. That. Yeah. And it was it was gold, so it was heavy as shit. It was like 90 pounds. And the guy looked pretty wee, and he had to keep stopping and setting the bucket back down because it was so goddamn heavy. <laughs> I think I did see something on that. But, uh, yeah, that's like in Groundhog Day, right? He times it out that he, he goes and steals the, the the Brinks truck's money. It's all like sit, the bag's sitting there, and he times it so he can walk right by and steal it. Yes, exactly. Uh, so Logan Pierce got the shock of his life when he got an alert on his cell phone from his camera. Quote, I opened up the camera and kind of had to, like, quit the program and, like, restart it again because I didn't really believe what I saw. Well, his boss was probably walking by. I thought he was watching, like, voyeur porn. I guess the first thing that went through my mind was, like, complete and utter disbelief. That is one of those things where you're like, wait, what the fuck is going on? Like, this why is someone in my house and why are they having sex? He said the first thing he did was call his wife, who was also at work. Next, he called police. Police identified the landlord as Carlos Quijada. A warrant was issued for his arrest on felony criminal trespassing and misdemeanor obscenity charges. Quote, obviously landlords don't have the ability to go into tenant apartments and do whatever they want to do. I'll say. Ed, to add insult to injury, (coughs) Pierce said his wife is especially upset because Quijada used her wedding dress to clean up after the sex romp. Oh, wow. Ed, I got to ask, do I need to add another one to my list? Should unauthorized sex on someone else's bed be a death penalty case? It really should. And I watched the the local Colorado Springs news report, and they yeah. showed the video until, like, the sex happened. Right before, yeah. And the, the dude is, like, really creepy. Like, he's, like, lining everything up in their bedroom. And then this guy must own maybe all the units in the yeah. building. Yeah. But they said, we contacted his other people, and they were very upset. But... I mean, how many people have a fucking camera on their bedroom, like a exactly. security camera? So all these other people, they just assume. Right. I mean, what a disgusting feeling to think that their landlord could have been just boning on their stuff, like their clothing could have it. But then yeah. that, that guy, Logan, yeah, he Logan said when, when they were talking about the uh, the cleaning, he cleaned up with the wedding dress. And the guy goes, 
it's really upsetting because then the authorities had to take the wedding dress so my wife doesn't have it anymore. And it's like, yeah, the guy wiped his, his used his dick. dick. Like, mm. is that what you're worried about? That the authorities have it? Because it's going in the garbage regardless. Also. Like, why, why would you want that back? Worst possible post-coitus material. Like, you really want yeah, chiffon lace or and whatever, lace? Whatever. Yeah. That's not going to absorb anything. You yeah. may as well just start over. <laughs> Go get a towel. You're at his house. You're probably, it's a condo. You can't be that far away from a bathroom. Like, get a hand towel, weirdo. And also, when people keep their wedding dress, I mean, my wife kept hers. I think it's somewhere. Yeah. But, like, what? what's the point here? What are you right. doing with that thing? You're going to hand it down to a, hand a, it down. an heirloom. I went to a wedding one time where the girl wore her mom's, like, 1978 wedding dress. Sweet. Yeah, and it seemed like like the Three's Company music was going to play as she walked down the aisle. It was, like, did, very dated. Did it have those things where, you're, where like, the sleeves went, went yes. over the middle finger? Oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. That's, yeah. like, Billy Idol white wedding yes. video stuff. But or... Or it had the it had the long sleeves with like the lace cuff around the yeah there was the sleeve yeah. the puffy like shoulder yeah yeah, yeah. it's a but bad it, look I mean but just looks change over time so you handing it down is probably not going to work totally agree one hundred percent agree with you joining us now everybody's favorite pop culture correspondent we're lucky enough to have her she just only walked onto the premises moments ago to join us. Of course, I'm talking about our very own Fancy Sauce. How you doing, Fancy? Hey, Kate. Hello, Brian. How is everything going, Brian? How is everything going? Um, it's going. Okay, good. I know I know you weren't planning to be with us, so it's good to have you along. We'll just, we'll just do a little off the cuff. We have a couple things to answer here, and then we'll do a little pop culture. First things first, we have an F. Mary Kill from our very own Ish. Hey there. At the risk of being labeled a suppressive person or potential trouble source, here is this week's FMK. Tom Cruise, John Travolta, David Miscavige. That's from Ish. Scientology edition. Kate, Mm -hmm. who are you banging? Who are you marrying? Who are you killing? Sure. Tom Cruise, Uh John Travolta, David Miscavige. Miscavige. This one's pretty easy. I yeah. think we have to stop Miss Cabbage, like murder him. Kill him. For sure. Yep. Um, like if I choose to have sex with a gay man, is it necessarily going to happen? It's a, hey. Because I'm going to marry Travolta. Right. He's rich. They're both really rich. And sex in quotes. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Well, Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise is a good actor. I'm sure he'd be able to bang you. And he's definitely the more attractive of the two at this point, right? You're going to do that weird laugh, though, and, like, punch, <laughs> punch the air. <laughs> You're so glib the way I'm sexing you. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. Look at me jumping on the couch Ooh. and grabbing your ass. Look at me. <laughs> I'm sexing like a real man. That would be the, that would be the toughest sexing yes. that I can think of. It would be a tough game. Mm-hmm. Ed Daly, your thoughts. F. Mary uh, Kill, Tom Cruise, John Travolta, David Miscavige. Well... I don't remember what Miscavige looks like. He's like the puppet master, right? I saw that yeah, that he's, uh, he's really going little. clear or whatever yeah. it was called. He's in charge. He's like five four. Yeah, he's Max. tiny. Yeah. See, I, I got a problem because Uh-oh. yeah, I, I'm going to murder him. Right. But at the same time, it's tough to marry to. 
sex, I, I guess. Tom Cruise is at least, you know, he's he's tiny, he's manageable. Right. He's well put together. Yeah. Travolta's pretty gross. Looking. Yeah, very. He is, he's very gross. So I'm just going to have a loveless marriage with Travolta. But then the problem is, he's always going to want to have me going in his private planes. And I don't do private planes. I don't. I don't want to be in small planes. I don't want to never. Ed, he's got a 747. This dude's rich. He's got the big planes. You're good. He's not going to try to pull a John Denver on me and get me into one of these, like, you know, Cessnas? No. John Travolta is a proper jet pilot. You'll be traveling in style. All right. Marrying him, having sex, fucking uh, Tom Cruise, and killing Uh, Miscavige. Okay. Same here. This Miscavige, there's a new Scientology show, Leah Remini. Uh, she's got her own, she's mm-hmm. former Scientologist and now she's out to tell the story of yeah, lots of former like a, Scientologists. A, it's a series. She's got a series. I believe it's on A&E. the A&E network. Yeah. And we it's, saw the first one. It was pretty and, good. and I saw the preview for this, the next episode. It might've aired by now, but I saw the I preview think it is on Tuesday and night, somebody's actually. like, David Miscavige, I was in the presence of him. Like if he was mad at you, he would just come right up to you and punch you in the face. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. This fucking, this fucking guy's like 5'1". Like, if he came up to me, I would just flick him away with my middle finger. Just flick. Just get out of here. Get away from me. Flick. Right, unless you were brainwashed in a cult. I mean, but, he's just suck. He just seems like a real asshole. But here's the problem with yeah. that show. Right. It, well, it's not a problem. It's just, I think it's only feeding people who already... I mean, do you know anyone who looks at a Scientologist and says, like, oh, yeah, they're not crazy. Like, everyone thinks they're crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, like, the people who would watch a show which is trashing it already know it's crazy. It's like all of the news, you know, the news or the, you know, the uh, daily show type shows that are targeted at, like, Trump voters. Like, they're not paying attention to that. Like, it's kind of just preaching to the choir. But you're saying there's no one in the pro-Scientology community that's like, I can't believe what they're doing. Right. Have you met anyone who's like, oh, yeah, those people are probably pretty reasonable. And then this is what opens their eyes. Like, no, it's just it's preaching to the choir. I, l- I like how, though, the people that they get on the show are, were like two years ago working for the Church of Scientology, destroying people's lives. They're yeah. like, this church <laughs> destroys people's lives. And they're like, how do you know that? And they're like, oh, I was do- like 18 months ago. That was my job. Right. <laughs> I would right. like if you said anything about us, I would come to your house and I would uh, I would tell your boss what you were doing and I would get you fired and I would destroy your life in the newspaper. <laughs> Gee, thanks. Yeah. So, yeah, I would kill Miss Cavage. I would ha- I would bone Tom Cruise. I would be the top. Obviously, I would be the pitcher. Well, yeah, he wants he the way he prances on that couch. Yeah. on Oprah. Oh, yeah. You could tell he wants yes. to be on the bottom. He would be subservient to me. I would be the alpha in that coupling. And then. <laughs> John Travolta, I would marry because John Travolta seems like a big like, but like, I don't feel he's so rich. He just wants a massage. Yeah. He fucks masseuses all the time. He's got that fake hair. He seems like a, just like a little out there. You could give him advice on his hair piece. And he was in the greatest movie of all time. He was in Pulp Fiction. He was Vincent Vega. Right. At least, at least you got that. He is, he is a talented guy. I mean, the guy can fucking dance. He loves to dance as well. Sure. Uh And you love to dance. So song and dance guy. Yeah. We dance together. Okay. Here's another one. There's some life coaching and this is, this bear with me. I don't think you're going to need to bear with me because I, I'm fascinated by this question. It's a little heavy. This is a little bit heavy. This is, uh, 
This is someone I follow on Twitter and Instagram. This is somebody I feel like I've, while I've never met this person, I feel like I know him. He's, we sort of run in the same uh, circles and he, he reached out with a question on Twitter and I said, you know what? Why don't you put this in an email? And I wasn't sure that he would. And then he did. And here it is. Brian, per my tweet to you regarding the dilemma I'm facing in my personal life. I thought I'd take you up on the offer to receive some advice from the good people at the TBL podcast. Background on me. Who's that? Oh, uh, That's us. Background on me. I'm 38. I own my own company, travel about 35% of my time for business, and I've been divorced for six years. I have houses in Laguna and La Jolla, traveling back and forth between two, the two on the regs. Now, what what is that distance? I have no idea what that is. It's about like forty miles apart, maybe okay. fifty. And it's both. Okay. two. He's this. He's done something that I love that people do when they email us. They this is us, a humble brag. They, they, they let us know how good they're doing. My man is doing very well for himself, and I'm happy for him. Uh, yeah, houses in Laguna and La Jolla. Uh, he travels between the two. I have two kids with my ex wife, who I share fifty percent custody with. They live in Encinitas with their mom when not with me. Currently, I've been dating Ashley for two and a half years, and the conversations have been building about next steps in our relationship. I should also mention, she's 28, no kids, and never been married. You've seen pics of her on my Instagram, super hot, ovs. She wants, she's very pretty, yes. She wants to get married. She wants to have kids with me, at least one, maybe two. As I've gotten closer to 40, I've come to the realization that I don't really want either of those things. My divorce was hell, and jumping back into that situation scares the hell out of me. I'm sure you know the feeling. By the way, congrats again on the recent nuptials with Fancy Sauce. Thank you. I have a great life, spend a lot of time working and traveling, work and pleasure, and my kids are at an age where they need me the most to help with school and activities, etc., I'd be okay getting married, I think. But adding kids to the family is not something I'm interested in at all. What do I do? I've tried to explain to Ashley that we can have a great life if we just stay together and eventually get married but don't have kids. We can continue to travel and enjoy life with my kids only with us 50% of the time. We have a lot of free time to go and do. Adding babies to the mix derails all of that. Basically, I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place. I could do the noble thing and let her go so that she can find someone else who she wants. I could also cave and give her what she wants. Or I could just wait it out and see if she leaves or agrees with me that getting married is cool but no kids. Either way, it all sucks in my opinion. Help, brah. Your brother from another, Ryan in Laguna Beach. Ryan, I want to thank you. I'm sure that was not easy to share. That is very a very real dilemma you're going through. So I want to thank you very much for coming to us because we're live coaches and we know what to do in these situations. Uh, who wants to go first? Ed Daly? Uh, I mean, I unfortunately have to say the the thing that's probably the, the thing you don't want to hear, you got to be on the same page. It, yeah. Any Any issues now where it's like all right well i'll make a concession but i'm not happy about it it's only going to head in the wrong direction that that's going to turn into bitterness so like if if she is adamant about wanting kids and you're adamant about not wanting kids 
Like it's it's probably not going to work. Agreed. Um, Kate McManus, your um, thoughts. Oh, I forget. Has he told her? Has he been up front? Yeah, he has. He has, yes. Okay. Um, well, I guess it's if you're up being upfront about it and saying you you don't want kids and that's not never going to happen, then it's kind of up to her. Yeah. She knows what you want. She needs to figure out whether what she wants is more important than... If she really wants kids, she's gonna she's gonna leave yes. eventually. She's yes. only twenty eight. She has time, but you should don't don't have her under any illusions that it could happen. Because I think that's what girls think. They're like, "We'll get married, and I'll be able to wear him He'll down and mind. talk him into it." But if that's really not your in your plans, then make sure that's like crystal clear. It's got to be crystal clear, though. Yeah, otherwise right. she's you're going to feel really guilty and she's going to resent you. And it, it's probably not going to be your fault necessarily, but you should, you know, really make it clear. There is there is a lot going on here. All This is all good advice that you've gotten so far. A bunch of things. First of all, having kids half the time is the greatest blessing in life. You are... You are able to be, in my opinion, such a better parent because your kids aren't, your kids are always about to leave. So you're able to be more focused and involved with them because it's not that it's kids can be a drag when they're there all the time. And when they're always about to leave, you're always more involved in their life. And then you get a little time for yourself. You get your own time to do your own things. Ashley's 28. Which is too young to be making any life decisions, in my opinion. You're, you, you, the, a lot of the things you want when you're that young, you, you get a little bit older and you realize that these are things that you don't want. I, I totally agree that you guys need to be upfront with each other. I would even offer this. You, it would not be a bad idea to involve a third party, a professional, to help you guys discuss this further because if it's if you're both in a position where here's what I need from the rest of my life and I'm not willing to compromise then you you need to break up but if there's maybe you have it because it might not be the end of the world to you to have more children like maybe it's just a way you feel right now but if you if you go through and you know you're a man of means you can Sounds like you can afford the more children. Good for you, Ryan. Uh, you know, it's, it might be something that you can come to terms with and go, Hey, you know what? Maybe, maybe the way, maybe I'm just too colored from my last divorce and maybe it's, you know, I really want everything with this person. And maybe this is something I can share with this person to, to keep her in my life for the rest of my life, but maybe it's not something you can do. And a, a way to come to a full understanding to really work it out is Get a therapist, go together, and really discuss the situation with an unbiased third party that can help you work through it. That's also good and, advice. And I have a complaint here. Yeah. You know, he references the attractiveness of his girlfriend. Yes. And then I went to his Instagram Ryan when we were talking. Ryan in the Guna Beach, yeah. And his account is protected. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, so, it is. I mean, what the fuck's that? Now I, now I have no way to weigh in on that aspect. He brought it up. Well, you could follow should, him. Uh, then I have to get permission to follow. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not asking permission to follow anyone. This guy's. This guy's. <laughs> this guy's a high rolling business owner, Ed. He just can't have anybody checking out his Instagram. 
I'm just saying, I don't wait in, in lines to get into bars, and I don't ask permission to True. see somebody's Instagram. Feed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take a look, and I'll, I'll text you some privates. Uh, excellent question, Ryan. Definitely keep us posted. Let us know how it goes. We, we wish the best for you, and I, I very much appreciate you reaching out. Thank you very much. Uh, Cato, you just, I, I assume since you've just shown up, you have not prepared any pop culture stories for us. Is this true? It's true, but I have a couple of stories here that I was just looking at. I could read. Uh, okay. Out. Well, yeah, let's, let's hit it. All right. So this one is a baller lifestyle. Um, favorite Shia LaBeouf. Oh yes. We love him. <laughs> um, apparently he's taking shots at rapper Soldier Boy in a new freestyle. Um, because Soldier oh, oh, Boy oh, on, banned him apparently from Atlanta. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's, this is like, this is, it's almost like I'm, you're speaking a different language. Ed Daly, you're the resident hip hop expert. <laughs> Should, am I supposed to know that is, is Shia LaBeouf a rapper because he's freestyling about something? Should he I has kn- rapped. He freestyled on Sway's Five Fingers of Death. Uh, I know Sway, that guy, he wears a head wrap. Yes. I, do, right? I don't know anything about Charlie Lewis. Do you know career. Do you know Soldier Boy? I do, and Soldier Boy sucks. He sucks. Not so sucks. Shia, no hip-hop re- Shia has returned with another diss track. It's aimed at Drake and Lil Yachty, another hip, hip-hop artist. Little, he's, he's, now he's taking shots at Drake? Well, he's he's yes. going way up the food chain. He went from Soldier Boy to Drake. It's called Hat Trick Freestyle. Dra- Drake is not... I mean, Drake's goofy, right? Drake's not hard. He's, he's not hard, but he is way more respected than Soldier Boy. Oh, so he's respected as a rapper, Drake, even though he's yeah. from Canada and his name's Aubrey. Yes. Okay. Yeah, no, but he has he has actual credibility. I kind of want to Soldier Boy is just a clown. I yeah. want to play the song, but the SoundCloud link's not working. So the new track sees LaBeouf take shots at Soldier, Lil Yachty, while shouting out, Legendary actor Marlon Brando. Um, he also went on to name drop Eminem, Stanley Kubrick, and tennis legend John McEnroe, oh. who he's set to play in an upcoming biopic. Biopic. That's, you know how I feel about that. It's, John McEnroe is my all-time favorite athlete. Brian wants a tattoo and of John McEnroe. I, 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 I encouraged it. He said it in the past. <laughs> I think he should get it. But McEnroe is a delight post-career, too. He's, he's a great... He's a great. He can just talk. I about love anything. McEnroe. He's the great. He's the best analyst in any sport. He's great he's, interview. Yes, uh-huh. musician. It's everything about him. I don't know. Art collector. I don't know about his music career. Yeah, he's in a band. Who's the Who's the um? But is that like the Bacon Brothers? Is that like Doug Flutie's band? Yeah, like, sort I mean, of. Yeah. Who, yeah who's who gives the, a shit about Who's that? the goalie? Who's the goalie for the Rangers? Henrik Lundqvist. Lundqvist. They're in a band together. Those two. Remind me to never see them play. Okay. They're, they're playing around. They're playing in Manhattan. I'll come over. We'll go see them. <laughs> uh, oh, so what? So we're so we're not on Shia LaBeouf. Wait, are we on Shia LaBeouf's side here? Because yeah, we don't like Soldier Boy. Boy. Yeah, like not, I don't know. I it's just like he's starting a fight with another clown. So right. it's two clowns. Soldier Boy is, Soldier is the Boy. type of rapper who gets in like Twitter fights. Okay, F Soldier. Like it's Boy. not. He's not like a real. He's not like a real. Yeah, yeah you know, I don't know why he's um, taking shots at Drake though. Okay, I'm not into him. I might have to listen to the. Yeah, to the, get us more info on that. Yeah, um, okay. there's another feud brooding between magicians, Chris oh, Angel, magic fight, Chris yes. Angel, and David Copperfield. 
Oh. Are having like an epic battle about who is the best magician, who is the highest paid magician, and who has the most real Twitter. Fans. This reminds me of that movie, The Prestige, <laughs> with Christian Bale. That was a good movie. That was uh, who's the what's other, his name? Who's the other? Um, who's the other magician? It's Christian what? Bale. There were two that came out at around the same time. You know how they do that, like where yes. Yes. Armageddon mm-hmm. and Deep Impact come yeah. out at the same time, uh, but. It was Prestige and something else. Because Hugh Jackman was in. Hugh Jackman. Was it? Was he in the it, the one with Christian Bale? I think he was. Yeah, they were like competing magicians, right? I'm proud to yes. say I never saw that movie or any movie it's, about magic. That was good. It, it was that was a Christopher Nolan, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was that was legit. Yeah, good movie. Uh, so, so what's what are they beefing over, so, Kato? Um. Forbes recently named Copperfield the highest paid magician in the world. And so Chris Angel's really mad about it. And so he found another magazine called um, Vanish, like a magic magazine. A trade publication. Who had crowned him the highest paid magician in the world. And he tweeted it out with hashtag one magic magazine worldwide. Um, What? And it says, his tweet says, Angel, the highest paid magician in history, the greatest magician alive, in quotes. Read the full Huffington Post review. Um, And then he goes on to kind of like take digs at Copperfield for having like apparently two million um, Twitter bots. And apparently he's only got a million. So he's... Saying I've got more real Twitter fans Followers. than oh. you, and um, now, yeah, Copperfield was the like the original blindsided the public by his prowess. Like everybody thought of magicians, yeah. like uh, was it Doug Henning when we were kids? Like just sure. like real goofy yeah. guys, and then all of a sudden Claudia Schiffer in her prime yeah. was with Copperfield, and then you realize that these guys were. We're pulling in some real dough. That's when I realized how much money he was making. I'm just and he the, got Schiffer. This, he's got his own island, Copperfield. Yeah, according to Bloomberg, this Bloomberg Business Week piece, um, it claims that Chris Angel generates about seventy million dollars in annual profits. He got it, he he's the eyeliner thing. guy, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's uh, does he? Uh, he's must have. And a he's Vegas also thing. made an, another like more than thirty five million dollars off magic kits since two thousand five. Oh, magic, magic kits. kits. Oh, you're not doing oh. your kid any favor. The shit, any like what you get. Somebody gives that yeah. to you for a birthday present, yeah. and you never touch it. I mean, yeah. some kids are really into magic. Yeah, well, they shouldn't be. I, uh, I will. Has admit. Angel gotten any celebrity? Yeah. Women? Britney Spears, Cameron Diaz. Paris Hilton. What? Yeah. He really, and this guy wears embroidered jeans. Like oh. He's, re- he's really an, stacking the deck against himself. Here's another Chris Angel tweet. The old school tired hokey magic shows of yesterday are done. Hashtag poof. And then oh. in another one, he says. So he's, like, he's like Job from, uh, from Arrested <laughs> Development. Yes. And another one, he says. I don't buy my Twitter followers, reviews, or hair. Ooh, that's, that's a pretty low blow. I'm team Chris Angel. Uh, I will say this about David Copperfield. What's up with that name? 
I mean, that's right. from that's from Dickens. So you're just fu- uh, right. I'm just going to start calling Remember myself when he Oliver dated Twist. That model Claudia Schiffer. <laughs> hey, I'm Ebenezer Scrooge. Have, look at my magic trick. Didn't he sexually abuse or domestic? No, wasn't there a domestic was, abuse? He supposedly like roofied somebody right. and whooshed her away to his to island in the Bahamas. But I, I think he was um, later cleared of that. Okay, I remember when he the, dated Claudia Schiffer. Yes. He made the At charges the of his disappear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag poof. But uh, you just can't. You just can't take a name from literature and have it be your name. I. I don't. I don't imagine that David Copperfield's given name is David fucking Copperfield. No, but in this competition. Look how Chris Angel spells Chris. That's true. That's not it. Yes, yes. This is a right? good description. We, we, we just had two negatives. They just even each other yeah, out. That's true. This is a good description of Angel. Chris Angel is tapped into the unique desire of many to be simultaneously odd, scared, skeeved out, and a little bit turned on. Angel became an unlikely sex symbol in the early aughts by closely resembling the hottest scene kid at your local middle school. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, is that it, Kate? That's it. Okay, excellent. Sorry, I don't have more. No, that's plenty. Great job. Not it's so prepared very, today. Very, magic fight. Yeah, magic fights. Magic are beef. The best. Uh-huh. Okay, everybody, great job this week, Kate McManus. Thank mm. you for making an appearance. Thanks for having me, Ed Daly. Excellent work as always for both of them. I'm me, Brian Beckner. This has been episode 147 of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.